Hello, everybody, and welcome. Hello, all. Hello, <laughs> welcome to In Reverse, the the podcast where, uh, as the name implies, thing <laughs> we're in, re- we're in reverse. It's in reverse. We're doing it in reverse. Hey, you know what? Uh, we're finally starting a podcast. I think we're getting in right under the wire. Uh, if we're really right lucky. at the beginning of the audio medium where Absolutely. people are just starting to, cause none, not, you know, not a lot of people have done podcasts. Before. A- Absolutely. If we're really lucky in a few years, maybe like a mattress company will pay us to talk about it or something. But like... I already, you know, I really wish that there was a, a website where I could learn how to build a website. Uh, I'm, uh, Joseph Kotzker. I'm Zach. I'm the the other host. Uh, Joey and I are uh, two brothers, and we're going on an adventure to um, answer just life's biggest questions, biggest mysteries. For us, the big mystery that's really plagued our lives, you know, since we were born, you know, as far back as as either of us can remember, is why do people like the Fast and Furious movies? Uh, so basically. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the, the podcast, uh, because presumably you're going back and starting from the beginning, uh, 10 years from now, once we have become, you know, a, a multimedia empire. Oh yeah, we've got 500 episodes of, uh, in reverse, covering, uh, every conceivable, uh, media format, and, right. uh, And really what you should have done is listen to the episodes of in reverse backwards, uh, cause that's gonna be the ideal way to listen to this podcast, is to wait until that's, it's over that's, and listen to it backwards, or or ideally don't listen to it because uh, if this this will never air, and if it does, uh, maybe three people will listen to it. So yeah, well, I'll, I'm I'll, here's the thing: I know three people, so like at least five people should sure to okay. This. Right, like if I'm really, I'm really hoping for. If you're the one person who's listening to this, I, neither of the hosts sent you directly a download link. <laughs> Congratulations, you're our one listener. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we we love you, we appreciate you, and now what you have to do uh, is send this podcast to ten of your closest friends, or you will or, die, or, or you will <laughs> die in seven days, and the same applies to them. Absolutely, yes, in perpetuity. Anyway, okay, so so I don't know if we've actually explained the the premise. No, you should you should also cover the fact that it was revealed to you in a dream. Yes, but, yes. You know. No, we are on a sacred mission from God. Um, <laughs> the that uh, okay, so basically Morpheus uh, <laughs> sent us this idea uh, because. Uh, I had a so basically the backstory for this podcast, uh, and we'll get to the the premise of it in a moment. Is uh, Joey and I went to the movie theaters, I think, to see Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and there was a trailer beforehand uh, for Fast Ten uh, or Fast X. Uh, or as it should be called, as we will get to, uh, Fast 10-Year Seatbelts. I'm pretty sure you had the idea before uh, that movie, but anyway, go go on. So, uh, the Fast and Furious movies have always been lauded for their, let's say, creative titling. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> one of the best, you know, sequel names since uh, Electric Boogaloo. Um, but anyway, was that so... Was that not a Fast and Furious movie? No, that was not. <laughs> okay. Point is... I had a dream the following night, because Joey and I just looked at each other, and we were like, is this trailer just three minutes of introducing characters that we're supposed to recognize? And then, the short answer was yes. So then, I went to sleep, and that night, 
I had a dream where Joey and I were recording a podcast, the premise of which was that we watched Fast 10 and had to figure out what the premise of fa- and plot of Fast and Furious as a franchise was, and then we, the next episode, watched F9, and then we watched Fate of the Furious, and then uh, Fast 7, then Fast 6, and all the way back until we, you know, watched Fast and Furious, and then, you know, figured out the, the lore of the franchise. So, the important thing to know, and I, I cannot stress this enough, we've never seen the Fast and Furious films before. Critical to the concept of this podcast is that we have minimal exposure to this franchise well, going so I, in. Well, I, I have a confession to make. As I, as I have said, I have seen Fast and Furious uh, like the original well, movie. Let's 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 each cover our exposure to the franchise. Yeah, okay. thus you, far. you you go first because yours is far less than than mine. So my exposure to the franchise is that one time on a plane, I watched the first third of the first Fast and Furious movie, and then the plane landed. And that's pretty much it. Uh, as we will talk about, I have also been on the Fast and Furious ride at Universal Studios theme park in Orlando, Florida, which we will cover in depth. Have no fear. Um, yeah. So, and, 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 and that's more of my more of my exposure to the franchise comes from that than from the first uh, movie. Right. So what what I uh, what I did was I so I kind of microdosed on the podcast uh, <laughs> with back in college. I went with um, you know my uh, my then girlfriend at the time and uh, my then roommate at the time uh, to see uh, friends of the show, John and Sarah. They're probably two of the three people listening two to this. Of the three so, people shout, listening. shout out to them, friends of the show. Yeah, hey, hey guys, to say that. Um, and. We went to see Hobbs and Shaw because uh, basically our college had had its own movie theater where they would during the summer just um, like let anybody who was still on campus see what like a movie uh, any like I think Tuesday night just like for free once a week. Um, so it was free. Uh, we saw a bunch of great movies that way. I mean, we saw uh, actually. So this is the real franchise. So I saw, I don't even remember if these were different summers or the same summer, but I saw the Meg with Jason Statham that way. And I also saw skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson that way. Oh, I have not seen that. I got to see that one. And then we went to see Hobbs and Shaw, which was Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) And so it was really Uh, like a a trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It really completed the trilogy there of free movies to see with college friends and we watched Hobbs and Shaw uh and then we were like okay we have no idea what this has to do with Fast and Furious so let's watch the original Fast and Furious so I think like the next day we watched the original movie I remember two things about it one it was very sexist (laughs) two I think the whole thing is that they're doing a heist to steal CRTs, which was so Wait, funny because they were... Is they that were what like, happens in the first movie? Again, I barely remember... Because, see, this is the fun of the podcast. Is we have to go based on vague cultural awareness and recollection. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the premise of the first one, if I understand it correctly, right, is it's Point Break with cars. Now, I've never seen Point Break, so... <laughs> But from what I understand, they some guy watched Point Break and then was like, you know what would make this surfing bro crime movie even more bro-y? 
cars. So they did the same movie again, but instead of with Swayze and Keanu, they did it with uh, Paul Walker, who I exclusively know as the douchebag in She's All That, (laughs) and Vin Diesel, um, who I exclusively know as... The guy you get when you need a deep, gravelly voice to Vin, say very few things. Vin Diesel, most famously the breakout star of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as the tree. Uh, well, well, before that, the Iron Giant, right? Is that oh, he? sure, too. Okay. Right, so like he, he, when you need someone to like growl a few words um, and probably make you cry... That's what I understand Vin Diesel's role is. Now, Joey, now you had a, a, a misconception about Vin I, Diesel. I thought that <laughs> I thought I thought that Vin Diesel was a former wrestler who made yes. Fast and Furious as a franchise for his wrestler buddies and the supermodels right, like and, yeah, and the, and the supermodels that they wanted to have in the movies with them right. right like that was what what i thought because my you know sort of passing under passive understanding of the fast and furious franchise was that it was big men who don't really act driving cars very fast uh, and, you know, there might be some women in there, too, somewhere, probably not with speaking girls or anything. Speaking right. of women <laughs> who are supermodels, for the longest time, what I knew about the Fast and Furious franchise was that uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock were in it, and Gal Gadot got her start in one of th- one of them. She's in one of them. I could not tell you which one. Could not tell you which one. Uh, but... Yeah, and I could go on a tangent about my understanding of Gal Gadot's career, which is a whole other thing. Well, you know, we'll probably talk we'll about that. We'll cover that. that. Yeah. We'll cover that when we get to the movie that starts her career. Uh, because I think when she was cast as Wonder Woman, that was the only movie that she had been in. Was, mm. like, one of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, and then Wonder Woman made her, like, a, a superstar after that. But, like, her breakout role was in Fast and Furious. But from what I understand... A, a good appe- amount of appeal for, you know, the the franchise, and then and then leading to the split of the franchise between like the Hobbs and Shaw and you know the the you know Fast and Furious is that so the Rock and Vin Diesel fucking hate each other, and as I understand it, it's like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry for men. Wait, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Time out. So, so the Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other, but they didn't always hate each other, right? Like that's part of no the... working on the movies made them hate each other, right? Okay, got it. So, um, yeah. So, so that is that is uh, you know, and 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 then um, so that's what I remember about the original Fast and Furious, and then of course uh, my exposure. Yeah, after that point, I didn't really think about it, but I thought I had, like, a vague idea. I, I thought I had enough of an understanding of what the franchise was, and boy was I wrong, because in um, <laughs> June or July of 2021, uh, you and I took a trip to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, yes. and 
um, you know, and we went on the Universal ride, and, and, and we thought we well, we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we went on the Fast and Furious ride since we know nothing about the Fast and Furious franchise? Right, really, well, it was sort of you know the beginning of this concept. Well, uh, I mean, I went at that point in history and and space time. I had not seen a single Transformers movie, and we went on the Transformers ride. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, and as we will discuss, my experience of the Transformers ride was it was a reskin of the Spider-Man ride where they new Transformers keep showing up and your ride vehicle keeps yelling their names at you. <laughs> so a new Transformers ride was like, it's Bumblebee, it's Optimus Prime, it's Bumblebee again, it's Megatron. But like at a certain point, they, they start becoming like parodies of themselves. So the big one, as we got off the ride, you were like, well, Zachary, what'd you, what'd you think? Because you know, you've never seen Transformers. And I said, that ride was just like three minutes of the ride vehicle going it's nut puncher and then a big robot comes out and punches your nuts and then the ride vehicle goes ah my nuts and then you like go to the next one yeah it's a it's a fucking great ride <laughs> for, it for all you touch the spider-man i was actually just thinking about this and this is the real danger so for anyone who doesn't know so what the way we're going to structure this podcast is each episode is going to cover a different piece of fast and furious content and primarily we're going to stick to like release order in reverse right we're going to go with the latest release and then go all the way back to the earliest release but we are making an exception for this first introductory episode which is going to talk about uh the universal ride because that was really our first exposure to the main franchise yeah um and and, and generally speaking uh you know we're going to structure it as like you know one episode per movie uh this episode we were we had discussed doing like an an intro episode uh in advance um and uh the idea came up that we should cover the ride specifically during the intro episode because it's uh it really starts at least i i'll speak for myself it really starts sort of my fascination with the fast and furious franchise in a in a very sort of um like passive uh intrigue sort of way like what could this possibly be about what could they what, have meant by this? what could what could this be uh, trying to achieve uh so you know it, it, it's really uh we're gonna we're gonna get into it yeah uh i and i also for a bit of added context i went a few days ago to the parks to revisit the ride i got in first thing in the morning made a beeline to fast and furious and rode the ride like, you know, first things first, and took notes the entire time. So I have more detailed notes and a refreshed memory. Joey's coming at this a couple years delayed from when he went on the ride, so we're going to be comparing notes on, you know, what, what he remembers about the ride versus what I have experienced, uh, you know, of the ride. Before that, though, I, I thought it would be fun to kind of play with our expectations of, you know, because the fascination with the franchise doesn't just come from what the franchise is, but it seems to be a relatively successful franchise. Like, they're pretty high-grossing movies. They have a ride. I mean, they seem to be doing very well for themselves. So that that led me to ask, what do people, just in general, like general audiences, think about Fast and Furious? Oh, so, oh no. <laughs> so... Um, I decided to put together a little game. I thought we could do the game before we talk about the ride as like a, a little icebreaker, okay. just to kind of get the, the gears turning 
you know, just to just to talk about um, you know, just the Fast and Furious franchise as a whole. And this game, I've structured it so that we can do it uh, as a little bit of a, an icebreaker for each episode that it's relevant. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I I put together a little game. I don't have a I don't have a name for it yet. Uh, but basically, I I had the idea because it occurred to me. I imagine that people that don't like the Fast and Furious movies and people who do like the Fast and Furious movies probably all say similar things about the movies. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like somebody's coming out, walking out of the assumption. theater. Somebody's walking out of the theater going like, "That was just guys driving cars." Is saying it in a negative connotation, but the guy right next to was like, "That was just guys driving cars." You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that that I mean that jives with my expectations. I uh, I, <laughs> I I'm curious to hear what uh, what you what format this game is going to take, Zachary. Well, Joey, you are a man of the people, right? You <laughs> oh yeah, this, that's me. You love reading other people's takes on media on the internet. Uh, and you just, you're so social in your demeanor and... Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's you. So I thought you would be the, the prime to, candidate. To a T. To a T. To a fault, even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we could go ahead and, uh, read some reviews of the franchise. But the catch is, I'm not going to tell you what score these reviews are attached to. <laughs> okay. Your job <laughs> is to figure out what ranking these people gave the movie. Now, okay, I will tell you okay. what movie they're talking about, who I will credit the reviewers, right? Okay. And I will, you know, read off the full review, and then you have to guess... Out of five stars, half stars are an option, so it could be like, you know, two and a half or three and a half or just a half star, right? Or as many as Uh five. You have to guess what score this user gave the movie. Now, these are taken from Letterboxd. Do you you know what that is? Yeah, I was going to ask what the source was. I'm familiar with Letterboxd. So as I understand Letterboxd, it's like my anime list for film Twitter. So I figured, like, (laughs) you know, it's the prime opportunity to pluck... Just the real best and brightest that humanity has to offer, uh, and just, you know, go from there. So I want to start out, I'm going to try to find you an easy one. I think this is a good one to start out, kind of really set the tone for how the game is going to go. All right. Um, and this one gives you a little hint in the review, so I think this is a good one. Oh, to start oh a nice grounder to start off with. Yeah, so this one is for the movie Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Uh, it is by Letterbox user Jamie Beltman. Jamie Beltman says, Would have been one and a half, but I was reminded of Ryan Reynolds' part in the movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that the full review? That's the full review. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess what score. I'm guessing the and score this is the out hit. of five. He's, he says it would have been one and a half. But he was reminded that Ryan Reynolds was in the movie. Or okay. she, I don't actually know. It was Jamie. It was okay. Now, movie. most people, bafflingly to me, most people seem to have a sort of a, a real hard-on for Ryan Reynolds being in movies. So mm. I'm going to guess uh, that 
we're gonna gonna be somewhere around maybe uh let's see would have been one and a half i remembered let's say a two it is one star is one star okay well, so they deducted half a star for ryan reynolds appearance in uh, the movie you know what respect yeah, I think I figured you would like that one. Uh, now I I think we can ramp up the challenge a little bit. You know, All that right. one was a warm up. Now Hobbs and Shaw is the one where Idris Elba plays a villainous super soldier, right? A cyborg, I believe. Sure. Okay. Yes. A- anyway, not that I would know. I'll, again, from probably from trailers is where I derive that. Right. Piece right. Of... Well, we'll we'll talk about yeah. what we vaguely understand about the plot of the movie. Sure. Um. This next one is for the original The Fast and the Furious from okay. 2001. Now, this review is by Andrew Blanchard. Okay. He says, Hard to believe the simple story about street racers jacking VCRs is the same franchise as a movie where The Rock redirects a torpedo with his hands. Whoa, okay. Spoiler alert for multiple movies, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Um... That one sounded, uh, th- I'm going to go with my, my initial gut feeling on this one. Uh, it sounded positive. I'm going to guess four and a half stars. Ooh, you're so close. It's four stars. Solid Ooh. four stars. Okay. Very nice. Okay. This next one, also from the original. They don't make them like this anymore. Oh, sorry. That's by Jizz Monkey. <laughs> okay. They, it's just, they don't make them like this anymore. They don't make them like this anymore. Uh, that's gotta be five. I mean, that's gotta be five stars. That sounds like a five star review. It does, but it's two stars. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's like a that's like a sigh of relief. He's saying like, <laughs> I get, like you, man, just <laughs> monkey being like, thank God they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now let's do let's do two more. All, all right. right, all right. This is for Fast and Furious, the I believe fourth one in the franchise. I do I, not know. It's how, how, could, how could you know? How could I know? <laughs> uh, it's by uh, Josh Larson, and Josh Larson says the one where Vin Diesel puts an elbow through his car's window instead of just rolling it down. <laughs> okay. Um, that one. That one has has a kind of a, a negative vibe to me. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, a two. That's a two star review. You're really bad at this game. It's three and a half. Damn it! I am not doing well at this game. <laughs> Oof. Oh uh, man. Okay. Now this is this is the hardest one. This one. This one even. St- I I did a test run before this call with a friend of the show, John. Uh, and, uh, this one, this one really stumped him. This one is the one I want to end on. All right. All right. This is for Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm guessing that's the second one. I'm assuming. (laughs) It's by user number one gizmo fan. Good start. And number one gizmo fan says, the gayest film of all time. (laughs) Um... Uh, okay. Too Fast, Too Furious, the gayest film of all time, number one Gizmo fan. 
it's a head scratcher. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get this. Uh, five stars, the full five. I'm gonna the- give it to you. It's four and a half. Nice. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know where the half went. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's true. Now, presu- presumably, you know what? Not enough gizmo. Not he, gizmo he had to deduct half a point for the the distinct lack. Of, I mean, look, we're assuming that Gizmo is not in it. I I don't know. Right. Never having right. seen the film, I'm no, assuming Gizmo. As I understand, Gizmo is the lovable alien that's best friends with Vin Diesel, who's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm Gizmo," <laughs> and like he he like you know they're like racing uh to like. Uh, I don't know, fight the communists or whatever happens in those movies. I mean, and they're like, they're like, we're not fast or furious enough. And Gizmo's like, don't worry, guys, I've got this. And he no. like sneezes into the nitro and like blasts them forward. No, I think, I think, I think Gizmo actually, uh, if I recall correctly, he has a fairly minor role in some of the early films, but uh, is rumored uh, that he's gonna. Uh, I believe he he was killed off infamously at the end of like the the seventh film uh no no i think he um like it's left ambiguous in the the seventh film right well it's 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 rumored that in fasten your seatbelts right he's gonna be coming back uh as uh uh i don't know one of the one of the the primary antagonists a sort of you know a warp dark matter situation i I think i think that really undermines just the true weight of gizmo's sacrifice though in seven like because i mean there were people who who, like true. I, I all, those sat, ki- all those kids that he saved uh, th- like there were people I, I've never seen the movie but I know people walked out of that theater crying <laughs> because of Gizmo's sacrifice when um, you know Gizmo had to defuse the bomb uh, but unfortunately you know um, you know Gizmoids right from planet Gizmotron sure, yeah uh, you know they're colorblind so he had to basically eat the bomb to uh just contain the blast within one of his three stomachs yeah and you know he he looked at at uh, uh vin Di- Vi- whatever vin diesel's character's name is i have no idea he looked at mm-hmm. vin diesel and he said we are gizmo <laughs> he said that's all folks. <laughs> <laughs> he said oh that really was fast and furious <laughs> you know uh, you know, too fast, too furious. Like it gets a lot of flack for not having enough gizmo, but like at that point in the franchise, right? Like they had only teased gizmo, and I think it's unfair. Just like we can't judge the genocides of the past by like, you know, what were they supposed to do? Not do genocide, right? <laughs> so we can't like go back to too fast, too furious, and be like, you guys should have had more gizmo just because like. I mean, like, you... yeah, we all love the, like, you know, the 85-minute extended sex scene between Gal Gadot <laughs> and Gizmo in Fast Five, but, like, we had to earn that, right? Like, the franchise had to build to that point. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the first movie, they, they barely confirm the existence of parallel universes populated by Gizmoids, right? Like, you, you couldn't go straight from that into a movie full Gizmo, right? Like, you had to, you had to build it up. We had to establish that, like, you know, much like in the Transformers movies, right, the true threat isn't from other worlds, it's from the liberals that live among us. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, is this the time of the podcast where we talk about Michael Bay Transformers? <laughs> Should we talk about Michael Bay's fascinating obsession with uh, Dick Cheney and his understanding of the Middle East? Yeah, no, I, my favorite part of Transformers 
Uh, by the way, for the longest time, I thought that Transformers and Fast and Furious had a crossover. I am still not convinced that they haven't. It is a a, tr- a true a travesty, a a, a, tr- a calamity that there is not a scene in which Vin Diesel climbs into Optimus Prime uh, and uh, uh, you know fights uh, I don't know John Cena in Megatron or whatever. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that it is a different franchise. Um, you you have to fight very hard to to convince me that the cars in Fast and Furious are not also Transformers. Ooh, that's a good point, Zachary. Is Cars part of the same franchise as Fast and Furious? Ooh, okay. Now this is... Now this is interesting, right? Because I have a whole other rant that I can go on about the Cars franchise. I have many car franchise related rants well i'm i'm gonna say i'll 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 stop you right there i haven't seen cars 2 but i understand that it's kind of like a high stakes espionage film with cars which sounds a lot like a fast and furious film to me if you know what i'm saying right and the cars are alive which sounds a lot like a transformers film so we can we can run with this but i think first things first you know we told the (laughs) audience all four of them all four beginning at all four of them at the beginning of the episode that this was going to be the episode where we talk about the ride so i took notes when i went to the ride um and for those of you who don't know allow me to establish my credentials as kind of a, a theme park aficionado uh, uh, a, D- a disney adult if you we're will. not gonna say <laughs> disney adult because i'm not a disney adult <laughs> but i in the past year i have been to disney parks four times for context i just moved to florida and three out of those four times somebody else took me to disney and i tagged along one of those times I went by myself. But, you sure. know, you're, you're not a Disney adult until you put on the ears. Now, this is also the part where I admit I did put on the ears the most recent time, but that <laughs> was heard, for a gag. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that was you're, for a gag. So, because, see, you know, in case you did not pick up from the Warp Dark Matter reference, we're huge fans of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, right? The true Buzz Lightyear lore, not other projects we can, we that cannot, should not be... We, we're you not going to turn mentioned. this first episode into an airing of Dirty Laundry about Lightyear. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I can talk forever about my problems with the Lightyear film, but we're not going to do it this episode. But I, you know, no promises <laughs> about any future episodes. Joey, why don't you? Why don't you start? Yeah, with I, I, I have of the ride. I have uh, least recently. Uh, let's say, gone on the ride. So right. I'll, go, I, I'll go. I went this past weekend. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday. I went on. A, I went on Saturday. So ha- that much time has not passed. Uh, and then I, I have my notes open. We'll go step by step from your remembered experience of the ride. And uh, if you get anything wrong, I'll correct you. And if I have anything to add, I'll jump in. Okay. So what I remember about the ride. You were were looking at <laughs> starting. Let me paint you all a word picture. You're looking at the outside of a fairly shitty brick warehouse that says like Fast and Furious on it, and there's some kind of car outside, right? Right. And this is the 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 most important thing for you to remember, dear listener, is that imagine you you've all been somewhere in your life that let's say 
was not the most economically booming of locations. Ooh, okay, and we're, seen, like, we're, we're really maybe skirting some. <laughs> All right, good. And, and you've seen, I just mean, like, let's say you've been to... What, are you saying I'm taking this to a racial place? No, because no, no, only, no, no. That's not only, no, no, no. the only race that we care about is the race that Vin Diesel wins. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, that's not. Vin Diesel is a real saying. racist in that he he races all the time. <laughs> he races all the time. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm not. No, I'm... What, what I mean is, so let's say that they're you know we, we, you know in America there are like industry towns they pop up and then industry moves elsewhere and what is left behind is a building a, a, abandoned a warehouse building. it's not it's there's america a, is filled with shitty abandoned warehouses shitty abandoned brick warehouses which are filled with probably nothing but garbage and rats but occasionally you look out and they're also filled with meth heads so imagine like the shittiest one of these buildings on the side of a highway and, that and you it's have ever florida seen. so it would be guaranteed to be filled with meth heads Right, so just the shittiest building imaginable. They just, in the middle of Universal Studios, which is structured like a ci- like city blocks, you just have like these a break between city blocks where instead of shop fronts or like those fun yeah, barber shop between, windows or gift shops, b- between uh you know the the. Uh, Fantastic Four's uh, tower and uh, you know SpongeBob's pineapple house. You have a brick warehouse. <laughs> Again, neither neither of those things, which are in the parks, are anywhere near that. But sure, uh, sure. But yeah, basically, right. Well, you have like the museum with the mummy ride, and then like the the train station for like the Harry Potter area, and between those like relatively nice exteriors, you have the shittiest brick building imaginable. Right, and there's some kind of like car out front that you're supposed to. I believe probably... it's a Dodge Charger because sure. I, I mean think... you're probably supposed to point at it and go like, "Hey, that's from the film." Mm. Um, and another important thing about establishing our credentials is that we know nothing about cars. Yeah. So... Oh yeah, very important. I cannot stress this enough. I will not be able to tell you anything about the cars in this uh, film franchise. Uh, and I also will, like, I-, I-, I don't remember what cars were involved in this ride, if any. Like, I assume there were cars in- in- as part of this ride. But if you're here for car content, I suggest you maybe look elsewhere. <laughs> I suggest that you stick with us anyway, because frankly, we need the clicks. But, like, yeah, the, you know, the pod- like- you know, the podcast clicks on the audio buttons. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but what you should do is just, like, steam to yourself silently, like, damn, these guys don't know anything about cars. Let me share this podcast with a bunch of my car buddies so they can also laugh at them. And then, yeah. you know, and then be sure to tell them that if they don't send that to 10 of their car buddies, they will they die. They will die. I can't, cannot stress this enough. Death will come. Uh, so We're anyway. not joking, by the way. This is just 100%. <laughs> not a joke. Not a joke. You will die. That, that's just that's just in general. You will die. You, you will die. Hey, have you thought about your own mortality? Welcome to In Reverse. <laughs> you will be. We will confront you with your mortality at regular intervals, just to make sure that you don't forget about it while listening to our comedy show. Comedy question mark. <laughs> parentheses question mark. Question mark. Yes. Uh, 
Okay, so so what's next? After right. you enter the shitty building, so you what, enter what the shitty next? building. I believe you're in. It's it's designed to look like a garage. There's like the you know it's you have one of those twisty lines going through. I guess some like car parts and mechanics tools. Um, All right, so this is this is the first point where I get to interject some of my experience uh, okay. more recently because so in the the first part of the the ride queue right um, isn't actually the garage it's actually structured like an empty abandoned warehouse Wait, with really? cars in it so the cars are still there but the second room that you go in is actually where they're like raised and there's like mechanic equipment and stuff. The first room is a big open area with just like cars. And now are they uh, do, you, do you think they're cars that people who've seen the movies would recognize as cars? Like you're, actually, this is a good I, I have a question. I do, I I I yeah, 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 yeah. you it. know what? You know what? Let's stop the podcast. Question time. <laughs> question time. Let's go. Q&A. Hold on. Okay. No, no, no. Serious question. I wonder if the people who watch and enjoy these films are in part watching them because of they're they're into the cars in a way that they like see the cars that are being driven and know what those cars are well, I'm, and how I'm they're so different glad. from each other and maybe like if a car is in one movie and then it shows up in the next movie, maybe they like do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme and they're like, "Hey, it's the car from the last oh, movie." So what it's... you're saying is it's a real glup shitto phenomenon. <laughs> it's a where glup shitto when phenomenon. <laughs> when the blue Corvette shows up, they're like, "That's from episode two twenty six of the the show." Where the, oh my it's, god! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 furious expanded universe uh, you know in in co the the comic book uh series in which uh vin diesel's teenage son uh you know drives uh the the red uh you know buick enclave <laughs> really fast or something right and then it shows it's in the background of a shot of you know fast eight or whatever uh and then they 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 fucking come when they see the the red buick enclave in the background. now i know you're i know you're joking but I have put together a list of Fast and Furious. I I went on the Wikipedia page and researched every piece of content that exists oh, no. in the Fast and Furious universe, <laughs> and we are going to be uh, watching sorry, all of it. Please, the Funiverse. Right, the Funiverse, <laughs> of course. Uh, so we will be watching all of that. So I know you're joking about like Vin Diesel's teenage son, but like. I'm fairly certain that that exists. <laughs> is there? Is there? And I have to know: Are there maybe Netflix animated shows that take place? There is in one the Netflix animated show. Oh wow! Vin I Diesel's, was. I think like like nephew. Wait, that really exists? I was completely joking. That was Bro, not. Bro, it serious. has six seasons, and we're going to be watching all of it. You sorry? No, that can't be. That can't be true. Hold it on. has six seasons. It is called Fast and Furious Spy Racers, and no. you heard it here first, folks. We are watching that as part of this podcast. Oh, hold on. I'm Googling this. I don't believe... Oh my god, it's real! <laughs> Wait, and Vin Diesel's in it! Well, what? spoilers! Oh, okay, well, he's the, one of the first things that came up when I Googled Fast and I'm Furious sure. I actually Racers. got that spoiled for me, because I think it, it, he's supposed to have a cameo in one of the later seasons. Jeez, wow, this is... Cr oh, good, it's like crappy 3D animation. Awesome. Oh, it's like any Universal DreamWorks Netflix animated show, wow. right? Like everyone's favorite, like, Puss in Boots 
Netflix animated show. I cannot believe this is... People also ask, will there be a season 7 of Fast and Furious Spy Racers? You know what? I need to know. <laughs> I think I think there won't be. I, I read that the sixth one was the, the, fi- the final one. I did have to look that up while I was putting together our list of content to watch. Um, we're not gonna watch the episodes in reverse because I would actually fucking hang myself. Oh, absolutely not. No. Uh, and I'm not happy about this. I really don't want to do it. But I figured if we're gonna do this podcast we got to put the effort in so uh we are going to be watching every i should never i should never have said anything should never have asked this question fast and furious spy racer season six gives viewers even more of the characters than usual though as the final season was supersized to include 12 episodes (laughs) thanks screen rant There's full frontal nudity. I have no idea. I imagine the main characters in the show are kids, so just forget I ever said that. Man, uh, I'm... I'm... Okay. Uh, I'm reading... Now, the, the, the people no, 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 also on, ask... You can't, you can't FAQs read about... No, no, no. Sorry, I'm just reading the FAQs on Google about Fast and Furious Spy Racers. My favorite one so far is Fast and Furious Spy Racers LGBTQ. I'm not sure well, what that it? means, but is according it? to Google, the answer is yes. Well, you know, you know what it is, right? You mm. know what it is. That is uh, for people who, you know, they were a big fan of Too Fast, Too Furious because it was the gayest film of all time. <laughs> uh, but there just wasn't enough gizmo. I imagine that gizmo will feature pretty prominently oh. <laughs> in every episode of Fast New I, I bet, you know what? I'll be shocked if gizmo isn't the main character of Spy Racers. Well, That's no, gotta Gizmo's be. really a, a lovable side character, right? He's a real baby Yoda and the minions had like a, a love <laughs> child right and that's that wow what a horrifying horrifying visual thank you for that but anyway so in the shitty warehouse section i saw a guy stop and get like his girlfriend to take pictures of him with one of the cars and i had this thought that you were that you were talking <laughs> about which is like does he recognize the car like it's not like people stopping and taking pictures with megatron right like right it's like, does he recognize the car from the movie? Is he a big Fast and Furious nerd? Or is it like, oh... Nerd question mark? <laughs> nerd question mark. Right, we're still not sure what type of person enjoys the Fast and Furious That's franchise. true. That'll we be, will find out. Yeah, that will be a subject of much research. Yes, uh, but we're going to find out if it's us. Spoilers, <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway. You know what? Maybe Stockholm Syndrome will set in by the end of watching uh, Spy Racers in reverse. You know, <laughs> I'm fucking hoping because if the Stockholm Syndrome doesn't set in, this is going to be the worst fucking year of my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a gizmo tattoo on my arm by the end of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, no, I really thought that it was an odd choice in the third season when they revealed Gizmo's secret NSFW Reddit account. I thought that was a bit of a, like, divergence from the main plot. But, you know what, it ended up really, like, paying off when it was relevant to the main mystery of season five. So I can't fault it too bad. (laughs) Uh, But anyway... 
Okay, so then, okay, after the, the warehouse, right, that's when you go into the garage section, and there's no way that you remember this, so I want to... I do yeah. remember, I do remember the, like, underpaid teenager having to, like, talk, pretend to talk to a TV screen of Ludacris. Yes, so, okay, so, okay, so we're not even there yet, because oh, okay. that's actually the next room. There are two garage rooms, right? But oh, so the okay. first garage room where you actually get into like vehicles up on stuff and 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 whatever where it actually feels like a garage. I right? believe they're called lifts. We're really the wrong people to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so I don't know how many of you, dear listeners, have been to like a theme park ride before. But typically, the way that it works is. They play on screens, like, in-universe content that preps you for the ride's story, right? So, on the Spider-Man ride, there's a Daily Bugle news report about uh, Doc Ock stealing the Statue of Liberty. Um, and for the in line for the Transformers ride, Optimus Prime is telling you about, you know, whatever bullshit thing has to do with the all spark is blah, 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 blah. So normally you have these screens playing like, you know, videos about like the ride that you're going to go on. There is, I hesitate to call it a screen. There is a single projector projecting onto a brick wall, which is (laughs) uneven. And it is projecting just a sizzle reel of footage from previous Fast and Furious movies and the trailers for the new Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, hold, let, let's let's briefly, because I think it is important. You looked up, I believe, when chronologically the ride is supposed to take place. So... Uh, do you remember when that is? I feel like it might help for our listeners who have seen the movies. It might help to sort of set the scene. Okay. Um, I have no idea when it is supposed to take place, but I know that the first construction of the ride was in, like the first, like when it first premiered, which was actually on the uh, West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, not in the East Coast Universal Studios, but the West Coast one in California was in 2015. Now, if my math is correct, that places it. Firmly around the timeline of Furious 7. I do not know if it is before Furious 7 or after Furious 7, uh, but it is around that time. Then the next thing that I noticed while walking through this, because, you know, they station people at different points in line, just be like, go this way, go this way. I remember the first time that we went online, we, like, for this, like, for for the ride uh, back in 2021. We weren't sure if we took a wrong turn somewhere and ended up, like, in a loading warehouse for the studios because, like, it's just such a shitty building. <laughs> maybe, maybe it looked like a ride, but was actually just like the place where that whatever the Universal version of Imagineers were like. You know, it was their break room, and they were in the middle, in between Fast and Furious movies. Right, and and as I texted you when I I entered it, I was like, "Whoa, the immersion's so real. It's like I'm inside a real <laughs> shitty building." But. This this feeling of I'm in the wrong place is not at all helped by the fact that none of the employees who are stationed throughout this line wear any sort of consistent uniform. I think this is the easy shift that, like, it, when they draw straws in the morning, right, everyone's hoping to get this one. Because I saw people just 
chilling in like their flannels, tank tops, <laughs> jeans, shorts. Like, I mean, like, I assume that's for immersion purposes, and that if right, you're a, a fan immersion, of the show. <laughs> The immersion, again, is like, wow, these are, like, people who would really be in a shitty building. <laughs> these are, these, these, yeah, these look like people I'd see when I went to my drop off my car to my mechanic. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that, so then once you clear this garage room, you get to, like, the mechanic's lounge. And that's where the ca- there's, like, a cast member wearing, like, a, like, garage uniform. And I was just like, why don't they have the people online wearing the garage uniform? Yeah. That's what really, like, you would think there would be a consistent thing because they have, for this ride, and this is baffling to me, as a major theme park nerd, you don't need to be a theme park nerd to know this or notice this if you've been to theme parks over the course of the last 20 years. But if you are a theme park nerd, I don't need to tell you, theme parks are really moving away from shtick experiences and rides right where you have like a cast member who's integral to the ride experience right like the the one that's really left over as kind of an exception to this rule is jungle cruise but like they got they got rid of the the movie ride at uh hollywood studios formerly mgm right they oh, uh the greatest ride i miss they, it they so got much. rid of the jaws ride they like they used to have like these strip rides and now they have rides where there's like a fake cast member right like the king kong ride which we will talk about because the king kong ride is very relevant to the fast and furious ride but in the king kong ride you they have different drivers for the ride vehicles but they're not actually real right it's kind of like you're not actually being piloted by c-3po on star tours that's just like an animatronic pretending to be the driver doing Mm. like a pre-recorded shtick the reason why they move away from shtick is because you know, you don't want the human error, and also just, you know, they kind of want things to run a bit smoother. And, of course, you can pay people less. Um, but, anyway, uh, what's weird is that the Fast and Furious ride doesn't have, like, a driver or someone doing shtick for the ride. Because, boy, is there not a lot to that ride. And we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But they have not one, not three, but two different people doing shtick in the just... Q experience. Wait, uh, I only remember. I remember there being one teenage, like, like n- you know, nervous underpaid teenager up on like a crappy platform who is like riffing with a pre-recorded video of Ludacris telling you that Vin Diesel needs you to come to his warehouse or something, right? Yes, okay, so so this is where I have more of the, the memory of, okay. like, you know, the, the ride. And the first thing that I jotted down in my notes at this experience of the ride, and I was taking notes the whole time here. I couldn't take notes on the actual ride itself. Uh, but I did, you know, take notes throughout the, the both shtick experiences. And the first thing that I noticed is that Ludacris is very clearly reading his lines <laughs> off of the monitor. Like, he, awesome. he, like, Zoom calls in and he's like, yo, what? A-, and you can see his eyes tracing the bottom of the screen. Amazing. And... On one hand, I'm like, come on, man, put in a bare minimum of effort. On the other hand, mad respect to Ludacris, who's just like, hey, we need you to come to the warehouse, whatever. But so the actual plot of the ride is not that Vin Diesel needs you to come to his warehouse. Okay. The plot is 
Vin Diesel. I, I, okay, I also have to to say. Okay, so Vin Diesel's character's name because they say it a billion times. Okay, is Dom. His name is Dominic Toretto. Okay, right? everyone calls him Dom, right? Okay, and I'm gonna call him Dommy. <laughs> okay, now, <laughs> the, the, the plot of the ride. Just to make our listeners as viscerally uncomfortable as possible. All right. Well, great. And now, so, and now I'm uncomfortable, too. So the plot of the ride is that Dami just won a street race, right? Uh, presumably because, um, you know, obviously... Uh, right, Gizmo's, you're going to a party, now I remember. Gizmo's urine, I think, is motor fuel, so it, like, you know, makes his car faster. Gizmo, so. Gizmo is not in the ride, guys. Gizmo, they had a, a, a contract dispute with the, uh, you know, voice actor for Gizmo. I'm pretty sure they couldn't get him for, for the ride. Huge disappointment, I know. Everybody in line's complaining about the lack of Gizmo. Everybody wanted a Gizmo animatronic. Don't worry, there is Gizmo merch in the gift shop, but Gizmo is not a part of the ride. But anyway... Um, so Ludacris reads his lines, right? Dami has apparently just won a race and, uh, is now headed your way for a party. Right. And now again, I'm pretty sure that what I, from what I know about Fast and Furious, uh, Vin Diesel and his, uh, Dami, Dami, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Dom... Vin Diesel. I'm just going to keep him Vin Diesel. Okay. Uh, you know Vin Diesel isn't his real name? I also found this out while what, Googling the, the franchise. What, Vin wait, Diesel is his, his stage name. name. His well, real name. I mean, it, I will I will say that's not surprising because the word Vin and the word Diesel are both <laughs> car terms. So, <laughs> wait, actually, <laughs> wait. How did I never notice this before? It's a real Batman villain ass name, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so Vin Diesel's real name, which I I love that this is his real name. Okay. Is Mark Sinclair. Wow, amazing. Spectacular. So I love that he when coming up with a stage name chose to name himself Vehicle Identification Number Diesel. <laughs> You know what it was? You know what it was? He's. It was like the scene in any like movie where he's like in the office. And they're like, "Well, what's your name, kid? You got yeah. you got style. What's your yeah. name?" And he's like, "My, my name is uh <laughs> uh think think Maki. Think. <laughs> my name is Vin Diesel. <laughs> exactly." Vin Diesel, I like it. We're gonna exclusively put you in movies about cars. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, Vin Diesel and his butt again. Backing up. Hey, you like that? That was unintentional. Uh, Vin Diesel, <laughs> backing up in reverse. In reverse. In reverse. Yeah, let's reverse. Shifting it in reverse. Oh my god! <laughs> let's get this all out of our systems now. <laughs> Let's get serious. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he won a race, he got a car, and he's uh, coming to party, and you guys are party groupies, right? You are the women whose asses and legs are focused on by the cameras of the film franchise, is, as I understand it. Wait a minute. Is that true? That's your persona in the ride? Is that true? You are party people. But here's where the plot gets a bit interesting, because 
they have a bunch of characters from the movies FaceTime you to say, hey, welcome to the family, right? And having seen a grand total of two of these films, uh-huh. let's say generously, I don't think the groupies are part of the family. So it's kind of like, but like any single time that there's a ride at Universal, they always end the ride by saying like, good job. And you can, uh, you know, you can hang with us anytime. You can hang with us anytime. Exactly. So they do that with the family, right? Where they're like, you can feel free to ride with our family anytime at the end of the ride. I thought in order to become part of the family, you had to like try to blow up the earth and murder Vin Diesel's kids or something. Like that was how you- to that in a moment <laughs> okay anyway so it's just interesting so you're simultaneously nude they keep saying like welcome to the family man and also <laughs> like you know uh oh you guys are good we're good loading you on the party bus for like you know dommy's celebration or whatever right and that that's that is the ride vehicle is a quote-unquote party, party bus, bus which is right. i think zachary will probably cover this in more depth than i will it is kind of like a a shitty painted version of a leftover ride vehicle from the king kong ride yes <laughs> it's like they had the chassis for this vehicle but did not have any of the props that they ordained it with in the king kong ride so what they decided to do is just make it smooth and purple and put neon light strips yeah. like fr- from like a, a sorority girl's bedroom like in the interior roof and just say we're done yeah it, it's, <laughs> so it is it's like an open air like jeep type thing which makes sense for the king kong ride because you're going on like a ride through a jungle uh, on an island uh but they didn't have so they didn't bother to get like a different ride vehicle that me- might make more sense for the fast and furious ride uh you know for a franchise primarily like a about car. vehicles <laughs> yeah uh they didn't bother with that instead they just took the open air jeep things from the king kong ride and painted them <laughs> right and so and called it a party bus and basically the so from there they're like well shaw is on his way with the FBI. Now, this is the first mention of the FBI in the ride. Right. This is important. Also, Keep this straight. Before we get too far, just remember, Shaw is leading the FBI to the warehouse location of the party. Right. right? Which, uh, uh, several th- listeners, you might want to start taking notes here. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> where you really got to start drawing a diagram, because this is very important. Shaw is leading the FBI. Now... Which is a problem because Vin Diesel and his family are criminals. Yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing about this, right? So what you do at this point, so the first guy is like, hey, welcome to the welcome to the family. Just, you know, oh, Ludacris is calling in and they're like, we got to get, get him over to the next room while we prep the party bus. You get to the next person and this is where, so my first time going through this ride the person in room two, who's like the tech setup, who's like tracking the race and the party bus and everything, and, and the Shaw and the FBI, in, on, on my first ride through, they were like, oh my god, Shaw, no! It-. My person on the second ride, ride through was like, I, and I know they were doing this like in character, like this was the character, uh-huh. but some of it felt out of character. They were doing a very like Aubrey Plaza, deadpan, I'm so over this kind of character for this uh-huh. role. 
But one of the ways that they illustrated this was by repeatedly saying things that the people in the pre-recordings couldn't respond to, and they're going, they never listen to me. They never respond. <laughs> right? like, that's, that, that's actually very funny. Good for that person. And, like... <laughs> Fucking kudos to that person because that was that was uh, that I find found that very funny. Uh, but anyway, so then the Rock calls in and is like, "Listen, it's me, FBI agent The Rock, <laughs> and I have a witness that is, uh, you know, undercover in your party uh, people group, and I need them to like you know get uh, get out of there safely." So, uh, you need to hold off until I can arrive and, uh, you know, because it's me, the, the Rock, agent of the FBI. <laughs> right, okay, now, this is where it starts to get uh, a, a little uh, fun to try to follow if you have no idea what's going on because you've never seen any of the movies. Um, so, apparently, the, the Shaw, who's the bad guy, who I thought was Jason Statham... But right, no, apparently there are two Shaws. Okay, sure. There's so, one with hair, one without hair. So I'm to understand they're brothers. So non-Jason Statham Shaw is the bad guy who's unless in, it's a recast. Who knows? He's in charge of the FBI, right? And the FBI wants to arrest Vin Diesel. Well, no, I think he's a consultant with the FBI because they say he's leading the FBI there. Sure. Right? Okay. All right, well, fine. He's leading the FBI there. The FBI wants to arrest Vin Diesel because he's a criminal who steals VCRs. Um, so the – but you or, or in, you know, in the, the group of people who are, you know, like the party groupies, one of you is a witness who I think can prove that Shaw is the bad guy to the rest of the FBI. No, no, no they never say what – Oh, they never you're, explain? You're extrapolating. Okay. There's already more logic and thought behind your explanation than is ever offered. It is okay. just that there is a witness. And they never say what they're a witness of or for. Okay. Now, but the rock the needs you. I actually am not sure that the two Shaws are brothers. I think I made that up to explain why one was Luke <laughs> Evans and one was Jason Statham. I think actually a more let's go Occam's Razor here and say like the simplest explanation is often the most correct. Obviously, Shaw can regenerate. Hold on. So, well, that actually has to be the case because the Shaw in the ride is killed. Like I believe. Yes. <laughs> I believe... And that's when I, he regenerates into Jason Statham. I you guess. You don't actually see it, but, like, in Fast 7, Shaw is Luke Evans. Then in, in like, Fast 8, Jason Statham shows up. He's like, I'm Shaw. It's like, what happened? Well, well you gotta we ride to, the ride yeah. to find out how he died and then regenerated. And that's... Universal Studios saw a huge spike in ticket sales that year. Like, All right, so quick huge. question. All right. Shaw dies in Fast 10. Uh, again. Who's the next regeneration? Ooh, good question. Who is another... Person. So Luke Evans, then Jason Statham. Who is the third Shaw? Right. So I am hindered in this because I don't know who else has already been in the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. It does not matter, right? Like Peter Capaldi was uh, Roman you know, that, before he was the point. Doctor, right? So you can you can double dip. Uh Christopher Walken. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I'm actually gonna say I feel like. Um, you know what? It's it's time for a female Shaw. Frankly, we don't need to do twelve male uh, Shaws it's, before it's we do about a female time. Shaw. Right? It's about time. 
I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with Meryl Streep. Ooh, good Meryl call. Excellent casting choice. <laughs> right? Oh. But what I will say is that like then I do foresee a bit of backlash because that's a bold departure for the Shaw character. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and for the fourth Shaw, like, assume, right, like a, a, a kind of return to form. And we're going to go ahead and cast Bruce Willis uh, oh. as the fourth Shaw. You Wait, has what? he not been in Fast and Furious? <laughs> I say, Bruce Willis has to have been in Fast and Furious by now, right? Okay, but here's the thing, though, is that, like, oftentimes with a villain character... Right, especially in Fast and Furious, you get the sense that they just kind of become more of an anti-hero than a villain. So we need someone to really like do some despicable well, shit. Well, you're so, the you're the one who's seen Hobbs. I mean, I assume that's why Jason Momoa was in the trailer for the new uh, the new movie. But you're so you're the one who's seen Hobbs and Shaw, right? right. In which I believe he was like a like a secondary protagonist, right? Yes. So so like already well, so by here's, that here's point. Here's the thing, right? Is that like. So the whole movie, you're given to understand that Hobbs and Shaw don't like each other because uh-huh. they're both, like, macho men. And they keep insulting each other's mothers and making fun of each other's penises. Oh, and they that's just good. don't work well together. But then, like, they have to learn to be friends. And then at the end, they, like, clasp hands. And they're like, you're my brother. I love you. Right? Oh, okay. Um, and that's and you're telling me that that was not the gayest film? <laughs> no, no, apparently Too Fast and Furious is, is, uh, is, is gayer. <laughs> wow, But here's okay. the thing which boggles my mind about this. I think I, I read, an in, like, a, a review once, which is like, Hobbs and Shaw is really weird if you remember that Jason Statham's character killed a named character in the Fats and Furious franchise. So I, I don't know who he kills, but I never got that from Hobbs and Shaw. Wow, okay. Cool. But, like, apparently that's just cool now. But anyway, I feel like at a certain point, once Again, the, the Bruce well, Willis is too likable, yeah. right? You do – okay, so you do another – Shaw regeneration, and then I've got one. You do the fifth Shaw, I've got one lined up for the sixth Shaw. Kelsey Grammer. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I feel like that's too dignified, and I feel like we really gotta go villainous, which is why for the sixth Shaw, when Kelsey Grammer is uh, shot is, by is Gizmo, cr- yeah. <laughs> uh, right, in his shocking return, as uh-huh. Gizmo's like bleeding out, and it kind of like limps over but he like grabs the gun that you forgot about from the first act right um kelsey grammar regenerates into uh maki mock walbig who then proceeds to do a bunch of hate crimes (laughs) uh and as maki mock walbig is known to do um but weirdly even though because because we still have to keep the anti-hero thing because Mm -hmm. maki mock walbig won't want to exclusively do hate crimes we will give him his career goal of Shaw will actually use Gizmo's powers and, and like, team up uh, to Mm. travel back in time and prevent (laughs) 9-11. Oh, good. (laughs) Uh, Now, we'll we'll perhaps, in order to... I don't know how many regenerations Shaw actually has. So, you know, we might have to take that into account. Is it possible that uh, Gizmo's uh, last act before he, he draws his final breath... Uh, will be to sort uh, to sort of fuse with Shaw into a new being uh, that will become maybe sort of like a like a Christ-like character, so that uh, you know the the combination of uh, Marky Mark Wal- 
Wahlberg uh, as Shaw and Gizmo will uh, become a kind of like uh, like a transcendent being who's uh, able to, you know, sort of step through time and space in order to uh, provide salvation to the whole franchise. Yeah, but it, it works on kind of like Venom rules where like Marky Mark Wahlberg hears a voice in his head that's Gizmo and then Gizmo mm. sometimes takes over and they kind of go on their own like buddy adventure. Mm. Uh, but at this point, we are dealing with divergent timelines because <laughs> uh, this is like an alternate timeline where Gizmo went back to prevent the events which led to his death in the first place. So you end up with um, because again. The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel are the Katy Perry and Taylor Swift of Dude Bros. So uh, (laughs) in the Divergent, we actually separate the continuity, right? Using the time travel. We're now now talking about, you know, uh, timeline theta uh, is what we're talking about. (laughs) So on on Earth 1, Vin Diesel (laughs) gets Gizmo back, right, as a sidekick. But because Gizmo is so integral to the franchise... There's an alternate version of Gizmo on Earth 2 who uh, bonds with Marky Mark Wahlberg and they stop 9-11. Okay. Cool. Which anyway. Will, which is, you know, what, what will necessarily lead us into our crossover with the Transformers franchise. Yes, this is, yeah, you're right. Because we have to tie into the politics of the Transformers franchise, right? Which, the central thesis of which is that Dick Cheney should have bombed more children in the Middle East. <laughs> Uh, okay, I think I've actually lost track of what we were initially talking about. We we are almost up to the ride. So at this point, I want to share that um, at this point, the the ride, um, the vibe started to deteriorate because <laughs> after the second shtick presentation, you go into like the final like line section where mm. you now get online to board the ride vehicle, and. That's when they just start blasting shitty music. <laughs> I do remember this. Um, uh-huh. And then the guy in front of me in line just started vaping. <laughs> and I'm walking through. That's part of the ride. And I was like, is this. I was, I was like, is nobody going to stop him because it's just too, like, is this part of the immersion? Right? Like, I don't. Because, you know. Th- They don't put it in the trailers because, like, kids might be in the theater, but I'm to understand that huge plot points of Fast and Furious happen when Vin Diesel takes, like, a huge... Everybody vapes in the Fast and Furious. They're just ripping... Ripping mad cotton the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, but but what's uh, what's fun is that then in the Hobbs and Shaw, uh, you know, franchise, like you know, cuts back to the Rock and he's taking like the sickest bong rip, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he is like, "Is Vin Diesel here?" What? <laughs> no, good. Fuck that guy. All right. Um, and then after I I so they split up the line and now I'm away from the guy vaping. The these two friends just started fighting with each other. And I also was like, is this part of the ride? Like <laughs> these two people. Like, started... like physically? Well, no, just like, I, I just heard like, you always fucking do this. And then like, they, they just start going, it's like, well, you're the one who, and I only caught like that bit. And I just like, I was like, looking over and I'm like, Man, this is a bad time. <laughs> do you think? Then, do you think maybe the guy who always fucking does this? Do you think maybe he was backing out because he was too scared to get on the ride? <laughs> no, I think he was like, 
you know, actually, that uh, blue Dodge that's out there is actually the wrong year. That's a 2017. It really should have been in 2016. <laughs> True fans of the franchise will know that in uh, the the special, in the visual dictionary for the Fast and Furious uh, 9 movie, whatever movie that was called, uh, <laughs> in the, the visual dictionary, it was revealed that uh, there is a, the, the license plate number actually had a secret seventh numeral. Yeah, he's there like where's Gizmo, right? Like <laughs> uh and then um it, it did occur to me so they have screens on the bus. Um and I had a memory of like they're like the witness is here on this bus. It's you and they like randomly select somebody and then I realized that doesn't happen on the ride. Mm-hmm. Um they just took the witness plot point from Star Tours where they do that with the rebel right. spy. Uh, they don't actually do that. They, they're too lazy to. Uh, they didn't even put the cameras on the ride, so the TVs are just there for ludicrous. Right. Yes, I remember that. At, at what point do you? Because I remember at some point, and I think it's once you're already on the ride, you're just watching a video of a party. Like uh, the uh, one of the walls is just like a projection of the party that you're supposed to be. At. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Um. So basically. After you board the the bus, you round a corner and you drive through. They make it look like you're driving longer by basically just having lights like whiz by you. But you're basically just standing in one place, right? Just kind of vibrating around. And then you turn a corner and now you're in, instead of like a faithful recreation of a shitty warehouse. You're in a video. You're in a video. You're in huge screens on either side projecting a shitty warehouse. Uh, and in the shitty warehouse, there's a ton of women in short skirts dancing to shitty music, right? And you pull up and you watch this for like maybe 10 seconds. An interminably long time. (laughs) Right. It feels like forever. (laughs) And then a guy shows up and he's like, everybody out. This is the FBI. Wait, now, does, is that what happens first? Yes. Now, okay. listener, be sure you're taking notes. This guy is the first guy who has actually like been like just an FBI agent, not like Hobbs on like you know uh, agent of the FBI. This is or, just like or FBI Shaw agent. agent of the FBI. agent of the FBI, <laughs> right? So. Uh, the first Shaw, agent of the FBI. Once he regenerates, sure. uh, he's well, not... Well, we don't, we don't know if that's his first Actually, I think the plot of Hobbs and Shaw is that Ryan Reynolds, agent of the FBI, recruits Hobbs and Shaw to work for the FBI. But anyway, so the, the point is... <laughs> I, I have more questions about that, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> right. So this guy shows up and he's got a gun and he's like, everybody out, I'm with the FBI. Then this guy comes in and he's like... Whoa, where where's the party at? I'm here to party. And uh the guy's like, "Freeze, you're under arrest." And he's like, "I'll remind you, Mr. FBI guy, I don't work for you." Now, the rapport that they have in the scene leads me to believe that I think Vin Diesel's crew might occasionally work with the FBI, but they're also wanted by the FBI. Wait, no, 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 hold on. I thought that they work for the FBI through Agent The Rock, right? I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Because then he's like, oh yeah, 
who do you work for? And then out from the floor opens up and a truck rises out with the most disinterested looking man <laughs> on the planet, Vin Diesel, standing there. And he's like, hey, I'm Vin Diesel. <laughs> I do remember uh, pretty much everybody other than The Rock looking extremely bored during the, all of their performances. No one tops Vin Diesel, though. Who just <laughs> He's like slouched off to one side, swinging his arms, just looking off into space. Um, the last line that he has in the video presentation isn't even, like, he doesn't actually say it. It's ADR'd in, but they didn't <laughs> do move his lips, so he, he just stands there, and the line is said, but there's, he doesn't actually say it, which Amazing. is great. Um, but then, okay, so, uh... He's like, and then the guy's like, all of you are under arrest. And they're like, no, we're not. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the one holding a gun. And then The Rock shows up and he's like, well, mine's a whole lot bigger. And he's got a big gun. And he turns to the camera and winks. Now, here's the <laughs> I thought The Rock was an agent of the FBI, but he's standing here threatening this agent of the FBI who's threatening Vin Diesel's crew, who are agents of the FBI, who are wanted by the FBI. So I'm sitting here, and I'm so confused. And this is where you and I, when we rode the ride together, just turned and looked at each other. Right. So this is, if I recall correctly, my I sort of uh, concocted or constructed a, a sort of understanding of the FBI's organizational structure from this, which is that... There's the the main FBI who like the FBI agent works for the like the the guy who shows up with a little the gun who's that's smaller than the rock's gun that that guy he just works for you know FBI prime like the main FBI right like the, just the FBI that appears in any other thing with an yeah. FBI but now there's a secret evil FBI within the FBI that's run by Shaw, right, who controls the secret shadow FBI. Now there's also a second shadow FBI within the FBI that's a good FBI that's like a black ops FBI so that the rest of the FBI doesn't know about. And that's right. the FBI that the Rock and the Vin Diesel family work for. Um, uh, Mr. Not and to Mrs. Get too, Vin Diesel. <laughs> like, you know, esoteric and conceptual here, but do you think that in the world of Fast and Furious, with all these, like, secret shadow FBI's that exist, they ever acknowledge the shadow FBI that exists in, uh, David Lynch's Twin Peaks? Uh, no, probably not, Zachary. I don't think it would be a lot any... cooler if they did. <laughs> I don't think there is any overlap there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, a... I think if you showed... Your average Fast and Furious, forget movie maker, let's say fan, let's say super fan, right? Uh-huh. Let's say casual fan, even. <laughs> Someone who has seen a Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> and you showed them a single episode of Twin Peaks, I think they would disintegrate into dust. <laughs> I think it'd be like the scene in The Last Crusade, where he drinks from the wrong grail, <laughs> and he just like... You chose poorly... <laughs> Right? Like, uh, you uh, you get someone walking out of the theater, and you're like, hey, what do you think about that Fast and Furious movie? Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Here, watch a minute of Twin Peaks, <laughs> and they are a skeleton. 
Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think that that there's any uh, point of contact uh, between those universes. No, I, I I don't think so. Who knows? Maybe maybe in one of the alternate timeline universes. Um, it's a shame, but just because I feel like Agent Cooper and Gizmo would get along really well. <laughs> um, you know, it just. <laughs> You can imagine the arm and Gizmo kind of dancing together in the end credits, right? Yeah, I haven't seen Twin Peaks either, so, you know. Okay, well, (laughs) if there's... uh, Okay, here's the thing. If there's a franchise that is less understandable than Fast and Furious, (laughs) it's Twin Peaks. Oh, man. And I say franchise generously. Thank fucking God Twin Peaks is a show. Uh, right? you, it's, it's not a cinematic universe. It's not a franchise. It's not a billion things. Uh, there are no tie-in Hasbro products. It's just a show. Zachary, you just watch do, it. Do you remember what happened when I said that exact thing about Stargate like a month ago? And then the oh, next. Oh fuck! I forgot that Stargate actually is connected to Twin Peaks. Fuck. <laughs> actually, well, only loosely. Only loosely. Right. No. Like, no. Uh, Oh, Stargate, I think, is vaguely connected to Twin Peaks. No, 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 no. But I think, if I recall correctly, it doesn't Twin Peaks share a universe with Fringe? Or am I making that up? Yeah, okay, no, no, no. There is a character who shows up, I think, from Twin Peaks, I think shows up in Fringe, or the other yes. way around. Yeah, a character yeah, from jo- Twin Peaks Jonathan shows up Noble's in Fringe. Jonathan character, right, is, like, colleagues with the character from Twin Peaks. He shows up in Fringe. Right, and the top secret military officer from twin peaks is the same actor and character in stargate and is doing the same research so there's the theory that right uh the research that he does in twin peaks uh that he can't talk about is the research the stargate program yeah that's in Stargate. Yeah, I hate absolutely none of this has any. This could not have less to do with <laughs> Fast and Furious. <laughs> no, but you know what it does? It establishes a kind of a base of where we're coming from in analyzing franchises. Sure, so yeah. when we go and we apply like the Stargate Twin Peaks, like you know, yeah, if you couldn't do deduce- space too fast and furious that we are going to be so far out of our fucking element yeah if you couldn't deduce our sort of uh background from the buzz Lightyear of star command discussion that happened earlier we've given you some more uh some more glimpses into our our back our media backgrounds now what i'm really curious about i'm really curious about the political implications of the fast and furious I, franchise hey zachary i have a guess I have, oh, I have a guess as well. We're not going to do... Let's, let's not cast any... It's not uh, uh, a flattering guess, but it, it's, right, a, right. it's a guess. We're not going to come out the gate swinging with accusations, <laughs> right? But but let's just say that, like, I am curious, particularly because, like, with three FBIs, like, you're going to end up political in some fashion. So I'm really curious about you know how that's gonna go but anyway so to just to wrap it up so so we understand after vin diesel says like let's get uh, the drive to point a and point b he fades back into the floor and (laughs) the bus just takes off in a straight line and then you get a projection on either side of fast and furious characters doing stunts on a highway and you drive on one highway until you crash into 
a new shitty warehouse and then Ludacris is like good job guys you you guys were best the you fucking you nailed this one you really i mean you you feel and then vin diesel shows up and he's like you feel free to ride with our family anytime yeah but and, just to pay, hold on just to paint a quick word picture the whole ride is a straight line you do not deviate from your straight line car chase course at any point in this there's the videos that are projected on the wall uh, walls on either side of you just show a car chase happening around you in, in a straight, a straight line. line but don't worry ride. even though it's a straight line you're sitting on a hard plastic bench and it jostles you as much as possible so that no matter what you will come away bruised yes. it's one of the most uncomfortable rides i've ever been on i also recorded i had a thought going in i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna finally use my stopwatch feature right and i'm going to time each segment of the ride oh right? good just to find out like how long it actually takes to go on this ride. So the -hmm. entire ride from when you board the ride vehicle to when you get off of the ride vehicle is five minutes, 54 seconds and 36 milliseconds. It's a six minute ride. It's a six minute ride almost exactly. Right now of those six minutes, right? Three minutes are spent parked. A, gr- a great ride, a, a phenomenal ride, a really, really accurate use of the term ride. <laughs> now, lest you think that, okay, so that's 50% park, 50% ride, no. It's actually three minutes of being parked watching the warehouse scene, mm-hmm. two minutes of driving in a straight line mm-hmm. and then one minute of driving in a straight line while Ludacris tells you he's proud of you that's <laughs> true i forgot about that part <laughs> at the end oh yeah so there's the of the six minute ride uh, the car chase sequence that is the actual ride part is two minutes it is a third of the actual time that you are in the ride vehicle Beautiful. now to briefly talk about the king kong ride the way that this works is you get in the jeep you drive around through various caves and forests and you go through skull island from peter jackson's 2005 king kong uh which fucking slaps if you haven't seen it watch it it's three and a half hours worth it uh and then at the end you there is a massive animatronic king kong um and they also have like some animatronic bats in the cave of some of the giant bat creatures i wish they had an animatronic dinosaur or an animatronic worm i think i've i mean i i've bypassed the the line both times that i went on the ride i think in the line queue there's supposed to be an animatronic worm thing oh 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 no thank you (laughs) Uh, but yeah, but there is a, an animatronic. Co- so you don't go just in a straight line. You do go through a variety of different environments. And even when there's stuff that you're just watching happening around you, you're still kind of moving dynamically as the, the Jeep gets like kind of swung on vines and Kong is fighting dinosaurs around you. Um, it's not just going in a straight line. So even though overall, I'm not a fan of the bus as a ride vehicle, just in general, I feel like it's a, a bit let's say lame it's a creative use of it and it works for the story of the king kong ride right yeah fast and furious i would imagine being in a car probably but uh just something to make you feel like you're in a you don't have to actually be in like they don't have to put you in you know a muscle car right why 
an open like air the, like the Transformers Jeep. ride vehicle. Exactly, it's it's a ride vehicle that is styled to look like a car, like. And it moves in more than one direction during the course of the ride. Like, you know, and, and I mean, the, the Transformers ride also has, like, you know, things happening more than just, like, projections on two walls. Yeah, well, again, uh, but, like, you move on a track through, like, a set and things happen around you. And, like, yeah, there, there are screens, but they're also, I think there are, like, like animatronics and stuff in that ride also, right? Yeah, it's not as good as the Spider-Man ride, admittedly, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But stuff happens, and you move in multiple directions. And, I, again, before the Fast and Furious ride, I never thought that would be something I'd have to say about a theme park ride. But, yeah, you move in more than one direction. <laughs> so, anyway, all this to say... Right, that uh, our experience with Fast and Furious uh, is primarily like our initial exposure um, to like the main franchise is there are three FBI's, there are at least two Shaws. Again, the, we don't know how many regenerations he has. Yeah. Um, and, and again, he fucking gets wasted in the ride. I think, like, at one he point... He does blow up. Vin Diesel, like, hits his car with a wrecking ball that then crashes into a helicopter and explodes. <laughs> like, it's, spe- it's it's a death, like, for sure. I mean, you know, if you don't see a body... It's gonna... But it's it's gonna take one of those regenerations, like, for sure. He's oh, not yeah. gonna well, that, be the that's same... That's why he's Jason Statham in the next one. Yeah. Oh, something else that I know about the Fast and Furious franchise. The, um... John Cena's in it. The meme with the... It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Cars go in, like, different directions, you know what I mean? No, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so this is a song by, um... The Dude Megan Trainer. (laughs) <laughs> you know like, what Megan Trainer is to music, so there's a guy version of that. Wait. Not Ed Sheeran, a different one. <laughs> no, I need you to explain more than that. You can't just be like the guy version of Megan Trainer. Not I Ed refuse to elaborate. <laughs> anyone, Charlie Puth. Anyone who knows what I'm talking, anyone who knows who Charlie Puth is, knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even know if I know what I'm talking about, but like Charlie Puth is the male version of Megan Trainer. Sure. I will not elaborate further. Anyway, okay. So he did a song for the Fast and Furious movie, which came out after Paul Walker died. Uh, and there's a scene where they CGI Paul Walker into a ghost car. I think oh, like that's... Vin Diesel hallucinates a car where he sees Paul Walker and they like drive away Ooh. separately, and this scene became a meme. That's pretty. Hey, that's pretty rough. That doesn't sound good. I hear it is one of the more tasteful CGIings of a dead actor. Um, I will. I have to hand the uh, gold medal of fucking tasteless CGIing of a dead actor to uh ghostbusters afterlife uh that made the cold open of the movie the murder of harold ramus and then spent the entire movie is spent with um harold ramus's 
family learning to talk to Harold Ramis's ghost, and then at the end, CGI Harold Ramis shows up and forgives the returning legacy cast members uh, of Ghostbusters, when notably Harold Ramis, I think, had a falling out with these people and didn't really... I, I hear he reconnected with Bill Murray before he died or whatever. I have no idea. The point is, this whole thing... And then ends with, like, in loving memory of Harold Ramis. Wow. That's rough. It just, uh, ooh, was it rough, a rough stuff? <laughs> was it a rough time uh, in that movie theater? Like, also wasn't a particularly good movie. But hey, hey, guys, don't put dead people in your movies. Just don't do it. <laughs> find it. Yeah. Find another way. Anything else that we have to talk about in terms of our understanding of uh, of the Fast and Furious movies? Oh, uh, um, I, I think we've covered most of it. Oh, I have something that I'm vaguely aware of. I'm pretty sure John Cena does a bunch of war crimes in the last one, and then in this one, he's like their best friend. Ah, okay. This is a, a good good segue <laughs> to my core thesis that I think the Fast and Furious franchise might be a shonen anime. Now, hear me out. I right. have now for those of you who um, have sex. What that means <laughs> is that, that there's a a piece of uh pieces of japanese animated media that are targeted for oh, adolescent boys <laughs> where they go to school learn the power of friendship and um you know continue so like if you've ever seen um i've never seen it but like dragon ball uh you know looks like uh anime and like one piece looks like someone wiped their ass with sandpaper <laughs> and then wow we're, we're just gonna alienate everybody like there's nobody is safe um <laughs> we have never had a bad take by the way like th- our credentials for doing this podcast is that we oh, are 100 yeah. percent objectively correct about everything our, all our, our opinions are 100 percent based uh okay so fast and furious is a shonen anime here's why number one criteria for shonen anime large men large muscly men doing oh so you're talking about like a like a jojo kind of situation there but like I've ne- i have never seen jojo in my life yes but it's 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 i mean jojo is like a shonen anime in perfect form but like uh-huh. but but the jojo takes it to new heights but like all good shonen anime have several large men in them. Right? You know what? Is point number two going to be camera angles? Because I, that does explain no. some of the just that gratuitous lady be, ass yeah, in that, the Fast and Furious franchise. That's part number two. Uh, part number uh, three is uh, really ridiculously long-running franchises with lots of twists and turns and complications so that what happens in the beginning is completely has almost nothing to do with what's happening later on in the franchise. Very important to show in an anime. Long um, before time had an <laughs> Exactly. I actually don't know if Ninjago counts as a shonen anime. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Okay, maybe, maybe. Where do? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hot take, hot take time. Uh-huh. And Joey, you gotta shut your whore mouth because you will lose us our last listener if oh, you offer no. an opinion yeah. on this that, situation. The one but person who's what, still listening. What, what I'm gonna say is that if we can count Avatar: The Last Airbender as a shonen oh, anime, no. we have to count Ninjago as a shonen oh, anime. Oh no! I'm also gonna put Ruby out there, but I'm, I'm just uh, Ruby though. 
is like there, there is a Ruby anime and Ruby manga. I'm gonna say a Ruby right. hot I'm, take. Wait, hot take. Ruby is more anime than Avatar: The Last Airbender. You heard it here first. Anyway, all of this is to say that a core element uh, of shonen anime, and you know this is a core element of shonen anime because there's a ProZD sketch about it. Um, right. Villains commit heinous war crimes uh, and murder the whole families of the protagonists and then have a change of heart and become protagonists, the core protagonists themselves. And that's an important part of a long-running shonen anime. So... I believe that Fast and Furious. My hypothesis, and this will be, it will have, we'll have, you know, a regular. Uh, here, I'll really scare away our prospective listeners. We'll regularly check in with my hypothesis as we go through the Fast and Furious franchise to see whether uh, it's holding true to uh, my my core thesis here. But I believe that what happens is large men try to murder Vin Diesel's family. Uh, fail and then subsequently become part of Vin Diesel's family uh, as the franchise goes on. I just, I, I just thought, okay, we're kind of you know nearing the end of our you know initial introductory episode. I thought that um, we, we we could potentially end off here with um, maybe just some words of wisdom from the franchise. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay. This is good. There are because so, I looked up right. There's an article which is like nine wise quotes, right? Uh, no, from... there's no, there's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, uh, hold on. Wise. I found this before. I got to pull it up. All right. Fast and furious quotes. Uh, let's while I'm pulling that up, let's let's talk about. Um, what we're looking forward to. You want to talk about what we're looking forward to about the franchise? I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, trying to piece together the organizational structure of the FBI. <laughs> so I- I'm going to say, I'm going to um, look forward to trying to keep track of, because I know characters drop in and out of the franchise. So I'm going to look forward to just absolutely forgetting who everybody is um i think at this point we've covered everything that we meant to cover a lot of stuff that we did not mean to cover um if you are one of the people who i'm sure this is the biggest question at the forefront of your mind are thinking uh you know well where can i find more of these people um (laughs) you you can't you can't (laughs) (laughs) because we are not very active on social media but um uh do we have uh uh yeah i i actually got this set up so okay. let let me cover this uh in brief okay uh our website is inreversecast.com that's i n r e v e r s e c a s t.com that is our website um by the time this goes up i'm also going to set it up so that you can email hosts H-O-S-T-S at inreversecast.com to send mail to us. If you have anything you want to share with us about the Fast and Furious franchise or, you know, the... um, Any any hot tips? Hot takes, your political dissertation on the, uh, you know, just Michael Bay and his views on the Middle East uh, as portrayed by the first two Transformers movies. Or, uh, you know... 
just your your general sort of hatred and vitriol for us personally you can send that to us and we will not acknowledge it or pay attention to it but yeah because you know, uh, and we'll snicker and laugh because at the end of the day you are gonna die in seven days so um <laughs> yeah that's on you um shout out uh i cannot uh shout out like enough like talented people who entertain us and inspire us uh but like number one i've really gotta go to uh number one gizmo fan on letterbox <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> whose review of too fast too furious uh pretty much made this episode of the podcast uh, so definitely go follow them if you have a letterbox account and if you are one of the people who has actually managed to listen to our uh lunatic free we're, association we're sorry we're so far, sorry um <laughs> We're, we're sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. You will <laughs> die in seven days. So that's kind of a shame. But just, you know, send it to ten people. You're probably fine. I mean, we didn't really... Our Aramaic's a bit rusty, so the Necronomicon that we used to summon this podcast, you know, we, we don't know exactly Listen, all the... the Shazam wizard was not specific in terms of the mechanics of the curse that he used. So, like... I just just hope you know uh maybe 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 uh pray to gizmo to intervene on your behalf uh zachary you wanna you wanna close us off with a a, a quote from yeah. uh fast uh, the fast and furious uh wisdom yeah so this is so when i when i was uh doing a bit of research uh for some fast and furious wisdom you know just good quotes um this was one that I saw at the top of like every list as like one of the wisest <laughs> Dami Toretto uh, quotes that exists. So Dami Toretto says, I'm one of those boys that appreciates a fine body regardless of the mate. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs>